You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. In our ongoing series this week, we're reaching out to SB Nation websites to uh, get the pulse of a team the Flames are going to be playing this week. And we are lucky enough to have JJ from Winging It in Motown with us tonight to talk about the Detroit Red Wings. JJ, how are you? And thanks for joining us. I'm having a great night. Thank you for having me on. Excellent. So uh, let's hop right in. The Red Wings, uh, a team, as we were kind of pre-chatting here before we started this, team the Flames only see twice a year, and it's not like it's a really intense rivalry between the two. Uh, but looking at you guys, you're 3-2-0. and um, Anthony Mantha, he's second in the league in goals for. He's got eight points and six goals. You guys got some uh, good young talent there. What's uh, How are things going so far this season for the Red Wings? I'd say they're they're real positive. I mean, the the expectations for the season, and I, I may be jumping the gun a little bit here, but uh, expectations for the season were were not exactly high. I mean, you, you read a lot of the uh, the national folks writing about the Red Wings, and it was like they are probably going to be in the lottery again. And you know, they're a team that's that's trying to figure out where exactly they are in the rebuild in terms of when they should start coming back into uh, competitiveness. And, and uh, a lot of Red Wings fans, uh, us included, agree that we're not we're not there yet. We need at least another top pick. And ideally, this year, we would like it to be a top three pick. Um, so, but seeing the, that core of Anthony Mantha, Dylan Larkin, and, and Tyler Bertuzzi, because uh, that is – that is going to be a large part of maybe not exactly the core. Dylan Larkin is obviously, he's a core guy. I really want yeah. Mantha to be a core guy. Bertuzzi, I want to be one of those, just, just outside the core, like one of those really important glue guys um, that, that helps it get, helps everything get done. Um, but we really like those guys playing together. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of actual first rounders playing in Grand Rapids right now. Um, that we're hoping all come along, uh, grow up together to be ready to join the team at a later date to be that kind of second wave. Because as you notice, Anthony Mantha is scoring a ton of goals, and that's the reason the Red Wings have three have three wins on the season. Uh, because without that line, there's not a <laughs> there's not a whole lot behind it, and we're not exactly the Bruins, so you're not going to see the the one line carry us all season long but we are enjoying it while it lasts yes guys i'm looking at you guys right now mantha's got six goals bertuzzi's got three and then it really tails off after that and then there's a whole bunch of zeros um after darren helm as you head down the the score sheet goal scoring wise i mean it's been the last three years have been pretty tough uh on the red wings obviously you know no you know, sub 80 point seasons i think there was even a 70 point season in there so but uh all in all things uh Things are starting to, I guess, trend in the right direction for you guys. 
Yeah, uh, we went through a few seasons ago when uh, when it was very clear, like they were they were too late for the teardown. And on the, honestly, uh, hopefully this isn't uh, <laughs> too too offensive to your listeners, but I I did liken them to a while to the the Calgary Flames right around the end of the Aginla era, where they kind of didn't recognize until it was too late that they needed to have torn down and it kind of caused a year or two of, of extra unnecessary pain. Uh, the Red Wings went through that and they were not fun to watch for a few years. Last year, they started finding the fun again. We're really looking to find the fun again, the fun again this year. Um, I, I think it's there so far. I mean, as the good news is we've, we've crushed our expectations down. I mean, there's no good reason for them anymore. So uh, we might as well enjoy whatever comes and, and every, every loss is a learning experience at least. Fair enough. And I, I can completely understand where you're coming from there. And there is zero offense taken about the, uh, the comparison to the Calgary flames because Jerome McGinley probably should have been traded at least a year before Calgary dealt him. I mean, older players, bigger contracts. It was a hot mess. And then, you know, you have a guy like Mika Kiprasov who walks away and then you're like, oh, great. Now where do we go from here? You know, we didn't yeah. we didn't have much else besides that. Uh, let's transition into goaltending. Um, you know, you guys seem like you got a pretty decent stable uh, with Jonathan Bernier and Jimmy Howard. And I know they're both you know, past the age of 30, which in the sports world means you're almost dead. Um, how is how is that working for you guys? Are you happy with the two guys you have in that this so far? Uh, happy with them in terms of where we are with the team still kind of in the, the rebuild phase um, because I, I think the team needs solid goaltending, but they don't need world beating goaltending. And by now we know that Jimmy Howard is an NHL caliber goaltender, but he is not going to, he's not going to be the Red Wings goaltender the next time that they're in a conference final. Um, and neither is Jonathan Bernie, but they're, they're not going to steal so many games that you accidentally end up running yourself out of a, a good pick. And they're not going to lose so many games where you end up like, like what's been happening. Well, like what ha- was happening in Edmonton where you get a bunch of young kids who kind of need some victories. They kind of need to have some games stolen for them every once in a while um, to where it doesn't crush them. So I think that's exactly what Howard and Bernie are for the Red Wings right now. They're just, they're not going to make up for all of the mistakes that the the kids in Detroit make uh, yeah. because the kids in Detroit don't need them to make. They kind of need to learn from those mistakes, but there's also the, the, the beaten dog problem of if every single mistake ends up in the back of your net, then you yeah. start playing too tight. You grip your stick too tight. You don't play well. You, you don't take any chances. And that's just, that's awful hockey to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their numbers right now. I mean, it's crazy. Jimmy Howard in three starts has seen 111 shots <laughs> for a 35 year old goaltender. That's not really good. <laughs> you know, you know that would be like last year, Mike Smith. Who I was talking to somebody earlier today about it. And Smith, I think, in back to back games in the playoffs last year against the Avalanche, I think saw close to like 101 shots. And I'm like, hey, you can't do that to an older goaltender. That's just a, yeah. that's a recipe for failure. So uh, we look at the Red Wings against Calgary. Like I said, not a major rivalry. There was that game back on uh, November 15th of 2017 where you guys thumped the Flames 8-2 to and uh, Calgary took 67 penalty minutes and Detroit took 64 in a fight-laden, horrible <laughs> nightmare of a game that was just a... But since that, it's kind of really turned around, especially for Calgary at home. They won four straight against you guys, and Calgary's won seven out of uh, seven out of their last ten. Um, is this kind of like a thing when 
an East Coast team, and Detroit's not that far east, but like when you come west, is it harder to win out that way? Is that maybe why Detroit struggles a little bit when they uh, when they're with the Flames? Yeah, I mean the combination of they tend to they stack it all now, so it's a Western Canadian road trip because they're in. Yeah. Uh, they're in Vancouver on Tuesday and then they come to Calgary Thursday and then they immediately go to Edmonton. And that's the way it happens every season uh, just to get those out of the way. Uh, they'll later visit California for the exact same reason. And it's always like, honestly, Calgary has been the better team of late too. So that yeah. doesn't help either. Uh, so they get the travel, they get kind of, they usually tend to stack that up with uh there's, I think that's the father's trip is usually the Western Canadian trip. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you figure the team would want to play better for, for that, but uh, there, there's only so much you can. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it it is funny, but I think that uh, yeah, the it, it it's also funny with the Red Wings it, technically being an Eastern team, but they were in the West for so long. Like yeah. my memory of the the Calgary rivalry goes back to the old playoffs, you know, with Aguila, and like the only like the anger that I I still have are the you know those guys. Was I remember? Was it Jamie McLennan who speared Franzen? Um, yeah, it might have been. That's true. That's Jeff true. Calgary too. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he got he he was in the game because the Red Wings were winning handily, and like he was only in there for like five minutes before he speared Franzen and got himself thrown out. <laughs> but but that was Maybe. that was essentially as, as angry as I ever got with Calgary. <laughs> yeah, that's I was I was racking my brain today trying to think. I'm like, okay, like, is there ever been like I can't think of like you know outside of that one and the eight to two loss. I can't think of any Flames Red Wings game where I've finished and been like, oh god, I hate the Red Wings. You know, I just yeah, anymore, it's just they, not they, there. Yeah, they really play the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like because I yeah. I root for Calgary over Edmonton just because. Because I like watching Edmonton suffer. Uh, I've always hated Vancouver <laughs> more than Calgary, so I mean, you go there. So yeah, it's always been like, eh, well, we're playing against you. Like, I want the Red Wings to win, but if if not, uh, you're you're getting two points out of that game. Kind of hurts teams that I hate more. So that that works for me. Fair enough, we'll take it. So uh, give us uh, something that we might not know about Red with the Red Wings. Uh, you know, a Calgary fan who's watching the game, something that you know they might not know, or even a player. Um, that we should keep our eye on uh, during the game. Uh, apparently, the the advocator Helm De La Rose line, uh, if uh, we're we're calling it the fourth line, although they've been playing as the second. Uh, one of our uh, our writers, Prashanth, uh, tweeted today that out of all of the lines in hockey, the top five for let me make sure that I'm wording this exactly correctly. Um, the top five for expected goals for percentage. Ablocator De La Rose Helm is number five with 74%. And that is that is a checking line. Those are guys with like that that's stone hands all around. Like Helm is known by Red Wings fans as uh stone hands. Yeah. He will get a breakaway in that game and he will probably put it right in the chest. But he's got two goals and that that team that line is dominating other teams lines and against uh, Toronto who we we lost against on Saturday night um they were up against the Austin Matthews line and they controlled possession against them so i have no idea why it's working but i'm i'm enjoying it so uh look out for them excellent all right and i mean i look at them right now that's seven points between the three of them and not a penalty minute so that's really not a bad start for your fourth line but you figure you'd have 
seven, you'd have 14 or, you know, 20 minutes of penalties as opposed to points. But yeah, for, you know, for a fourth line, that's, you know, hey, you take it, right? That's not bad at all. Excellent. All right. Well, JJ, we uh, appreciate you uh, coming on and talk a little bit uh, Red Wings and Flames. Um, Calgary and Detroit play this week. We will uh, get this up so all of our listeners have a a little uh, heads up going into the game that they can know a little bit about the Red Wings. So we really appreciate you uh, coming on and chatting with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, excellent. That was JJ. He is from Winging It in Motown. They are the Detroit Red Wings SB Nation website. We are Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. And you have just listened to the Tinderbox. JJ, thank you very much and have a great rest of your week. All right, you too.